Welcome to this week's episode of the T-Box Chatter Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Alexander Toth. This week, I have the pleasure of being joined by Dennis Condi and Justin Gauthier, the minds behind Golf Sugal. Do you need your event live streamed? Your family tournament? A mini tour event? Well, look no further, because that is what Golf Sugal does. To find out more, just stay tuned. And we'll be right back with Dennis Condi and Justin Gauthier of Golf Sugal. We'll see you on the next tee. All right, well, welcome to T-Box Chatter, everybody. I'm your host, Alexander Toth. I'm up in the capital region of Canada, only because I can't say Nipine or Nipian or either way, I can't say it. So we're just in the capital region. I'm actually up here covering the 2022 CP Women's Open being held at Ottawa Hunt and, and Golf Club. But more importantly, I'm here with two gentlemen and I mean, for one, I use the term rather loosely, um, but uh, I'm with Justin Gauthier, who is a CEO, and I already screwed this up, and, and Dennis Condi, who is the COO. No, COO for, for Justin, CEO for, for Dennis. Correct, Je- correct. And they are with a company that specializes in streaming live golf events called Golf Zoogle. I had the absolute privilege and honor. I had a blast working with them uh, over the course of two events earlier this year. But uh, anyways, enough of that. Uh, Golf Zoogle. So gentlemen, first of all, welcome to T-Box Chatter. And uh, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for taking the time to do this. Thanks for having us, Alex. Thanks, Alex. So, uh, I mean, you know, I've I've worked with you guys a couple times now and uh, I've had the privilege to to watch everything unfold um you know for this year anyways or over the course of two or three events golf zoogle first of all i gotta know who came up with the name golf zoogle well golf zoogle actually was a company that was actually run by a a kindergarten friend of mine uh and it was actually a different kind of company it was all the displays that you've seen at the golf course uh, to order your food or see the scores or uh, all the information needs to be transferred over to golfers. That's where it started. And then he introduced it to me and I said, well, I have a better idea. And what about live streaming all the golf because nobody's doing it. And of course, somebody said, well, that's impossible because you can't Wi-Fi a golf course. And I said, well, yes, you can. And we still struggle with that. Yeah. I see Justin over here uh, <laughs> giving me the look in the eye that he ever gives. Like his new nickname's called The Wall. Uh, you know, cause I have to get every idea over the wall to get it past him. Because, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're very symbiotic in our, in our decisions and how we do things. We both have to actually agree on stuff. Seems that he disagrees more with, than with me than he presents new ideas to me. So, <laughs> so yeah, so it was, it was just something that came out... Uh, COVID was the, was the perfect storm. There was no galleries. Uh, everyone affirmed that it, within the organi- within golf organizations across uh, Ontario and Quebec. And when we pre- presented the idea, it, it was very quickly adopted. And in our first year, of course, we did uh, Machine X Canada Cup and we did the Southern Ontario Open in reverse order. 
And at the end of that, uh, something became of it. Uh, people began to catch on that you can actually watch pro golf in Canada, which is obscure. Oh, and this absolutely. is yeah, and this is one of the things that I you know I always harp about is that you know why is the golf industry held back to golfers for so long? Why have they not let them be who they are? And I think I'm going to say the dirty word and. Maybe we can be controversial. I do believe on this show. <laughs> oh, no, and that it's, is it's open mic here. You yeah, can see whatever you yeah. want. It, you know, live. If if everyone did their job within the organizations, uh, the larger organizations, I think we wouldn't have lived today. But because they didn't, and now all of a sudden they say PGA says it doesn't hurt them. Other golf, other golf organizations doesn't hurt them, but it seems to be catching on. Absolutely. And Justin, I mean, the, the first question is, how did you get tied up with Dennis? So I worked with Dennis. He's laughing. Oh, right this here. is going to be a good story. Let's hear it. <laughs> well, essentially, he just showed up one day with a bunch of equipment and said, uh, I need someone to figure this out. So <laughs> we, actually, we actually met in a Tim Hortons parking, parking lot, lot near my house. And he said, yeah, we need to figure this out. And we have our first event probably, what, two weeks you know, we had two weeks to figure everything out. So <laughs> that was a interesting time, but you know, we made it work. So at the end of the day, that's how I got on board. And then I saw that, you know, through our first event and our next two events that there was no exposure for these players. There's no, you know, cameras or the sponsors don't even know how they act on the golf course, what they look like when they're playing. They're just a name with scores or scores that they right. see on golf genius or whatever else they use to, to keep track of their season um, and we wanted to bring that to another level and, and you bring up a good point because i mean there's a, a ton of golfers out there or golf fans that have no clue as far as well what the hell's golf genius you know so they don't even know about that so between golf genius and their lack of knowledge between that and these players there's zero knowledge of these players even being on the planet other than if you look up um you know pga tour canada whose exposure is also pretty darn light or developmental tours like we see with east coast or uh you know great lakes or toronto players tour I mean, it's, it's it's just one of those things where, you know, you guys are bringing these golfers into a living room. So, yeah. So, uh, I mean, you're now in your second year. Correct. So, uh, uh, what are some of the challenges that, that you guys ha have faced? Uh, yeah, a few, eh? Wow. <laughs> well, first of all, no one's ever uh, Wi-Fi to golf course, and we found out why in the first year it's very difficult with the elements uh we have thunderstorms electrical storms we've got trees waving uh you know when you take a transmitter that in in the spec says it can go a thousand feet and it can't get through 20 feet of bush uh forest is is very difficult for wi-fi it skews with all the signals and it just seems i don't know mother nature just seems to control our technology quite a bit more than what we think maybe at times and uh, that has been our constant challenge. Uh, this year, we actually figured out we, we, we purchased better technology, bigger technology, goes further, goes faster, stronger. Uh, we wired a lot more than wireless uh, for transmitters. That seemed to work quite a bit for us. And we really got everything going. 
And then our, I guess our, our last big challenge was, you know, we had 28 cameras at the beginning of Canada Cup a week and a half ago, and we ended up with 14 cameras, yeah. I think it was, at the end, uh, because then we had, we had a software problem within the cameras. So just when we figured out one thing, we had another challenge. Yeah. But that just presented another challenge. And Justin and I just said, okay, we're going to put a temporary camera at the putting green because we need some, some action in the morning because there's not much more than putting right. and not much more than driving off the two tees. So we just adjusted it. And I think that's been our strength. I think Justin's been able to adjust the technology quite a bit. And I've been able to move cameras and tripods fast enough to keep up with the show, as we call it. So I think our biggest challenge has been the technology on the on the level of acceptance of the players it's been amazing i was gonna ask how are the players with, with, with it because i mean you guys are right up in there you know for lack of a better way of putting it up in their grills you guys are up close and personal i mean personally speaking from a commentary standpoint i love that that because you're seeing a different side of the play you know you're you're not cutting away from one thing to another someone is say kicking over a tee marker for example because they're upset at their tee shot we won't mention any names who it was but uh i mean but we, we have we, the video yeah but we, we have, have the, the we have the video evidence of of, of uh when and whom but uh any but i mean you know that I, the challenges that that you guys have face on a on a day-to-day level out there I mean, Justin, you're the guy that's uh, you know producing it in behind the, uh, the the computer and behind the the keyboard and trying to coordinate everything from the nerve center, as I yeah. as I call it. Um, like, what, what's that like? Well, for my part, honestly, it's coordinating with you know the organizers of the tournament to be able to get the information that we need. So you know, player names, t sheets, all the scoring. So. This will be uh, another conversation with Golf Genius. But going back to challenges, um, I'd say it was also being able to stay within guidelines with the referees because we had the challenge of, you know, we're putting up tripods on with cameras on greens and at tee-offs and on the fairway. And how does that impact the play for the players? Um, and, you know, I'm going to shout out Edward from from golf uh quebec and golf canada just to say that he was wonderful with us mm-hmm. to you know approach us and have a straight conversation about where we need to place these things and what we need to look out for when we're deploying our equipment in the field to you know make sure everybody is still able to play their their game of golf and i mean just staying on that point for a couple of seconds i was sort of surprised going back to the event at port dover the southern ontario open mm. um you know where there was one of the uh, one of the stands was in the way one of the cameras was in the way and you know it was it wasn't deemed a movable object and i was like well what do you mean it's not a movable object but then upon explanation from yourself you know it came from from, from edward that way they're not tampering with equipment and ruining the signal that so it made it made a lot of sense to give them that 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 relief uh, yeah. You know, so I mean, yeah, kudos to Edward, and uh, I wish I knew his last name off the top of my head. Uh, it's uh, Rivard. Rivard? Rivard. Rivard. Oh, Rivard. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know what? Yeah, I didn't mean to butcher that. Sorry about that, Edward, if you uh, if you hear this. And I mean, yeah, he's just a good all-around guy, actually. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, I worked with him from the first from the first game that we went out and did our recordings. Uh, Which was where? Had, it was in Southern Ontario Open. Oh, it was the, one. So that was the first one? Last was the first year. One. Like last year, 2021. And we worked very hard with him to, to come up with the rules because we were in uncharted territory. Nobody has done what we're doing. 
sure, when you do PGA, everyone's expecting, you know, 10,000 spectators, ropes, people rushing the ropes. The players are used to it. These players were not used to having somebody with a camera in their face. No. To go back to the relationship with the players. The first few games were quite contentious to some of the players. They, oh, they, really? They were unnerved. Uh, they were nervous. They yeah. were everything that you could think of when that camera was in their face. Uh, and close up, especially as you know, we, we were right on the greens with them. We yeah. were right up behind them. Uh, we, we, we had to make out the rules. Like, we have to stay within 35 degrees. We can't be on their side where they're looking. We can't, you know, there's so many rules that we created with, you know, with the, the, the with uh, Golf Canada's officials, uh, Edward, of course, being the main guy. And with all of that said, you know, th- th- this shows you the the level of, of professionalism and the level of acceptance that we were able to create over a very short period of time. Edward and I, at Canada Cup, I'm very proud to say that we had a pre-meeting beforehand. I had all my tripods set up. He went out and did his officiating. His partners did the same thing. They made judgments on where everything was and they came back perfect. So over those, I guess, eight, nine, 10, 11 games that we had done with him, uh, he actually came back and said, no, everything's perfect. Yeah, that's amazing. We and didn't have to move one camera, one tripod, nothing. Whereas nothing for the whole, see, the I, whole I know Canada that Cup. actually. No. Nothing got moved. Nothing no. got moved because we spoke, communication solves every problem. And he was so willing to communicate and so was his co-ref, co-ref there uh, that Everything just went off well. I made sure I did my part. They made sure they did their part. And when the first tee went off, everything was perfect. Yeah, that's amazing. And I, and I mean, what I really find amazing is the fact that uh, you know not only does it go off without a hitch, but we have to talk about your crew uh, for a couple of seconds here too, because mm-hmm. I mean, it costs. I mean, it consisted of, of that big event where there's 156 golfers. And this event, folks, if you haven't heard of Coupe Canada. Uh, this is, is an event that has 156 golfers and there's a wait list of about 20 to 30. So it's, it, it does attract a lot of golfers because, I mean, top prize is $25,000. So, yeah. um, you know, the fact that, it, that you guys did this with you two and then two others, Cynthia and, and, and Brad. I mean, the work that those two did, was it was yeoman's work. It was just uh, unbelievable. And, I mean, I tip my cap to the both of them and of course i mean there's there's brian as well um who wasn't there he was uh, what, off on his honeymoon, honeymoon or something yeah yeah, yeah. He, so. he almost wanted to cancel the honeymoon but he didn't at the oh <laughs> really yeah you know i don't think that would have been a good way to start the so uh, you know start, start a marriage so i mean i mean what can you say about about the likes of you know cynthia brad and and brian well let me talk about brad and you can talk about brian and what he brings to the yeah, table yeah so uh, Brad, of course, he's out in the field. So I'm outdoor operations, Justin's in the control room. So I handle the setting of all the tripods, cameras, and so on. And, and then I, w- I work with Brad outside to get the best possible production. And Brad came to us with a little bit of experience in production, camera work. Uh, but we gave him a camera. So he helps us in the morning to set up. And, and because you said, this is a four-man team. And I've been I've had some compliments from some people saying like one of my friends Mark yeah. Johnson he noted like holy shit you guys like you guys there's only four of you like what like yeah. there's only four people watching it doesn't feel like a four man operation no or four person sorry four, four person. person yes and and two of the people are 
are, are amateurs, really. Yeah. Uh, they just joined us. Brian, uh, Brad just joined us this year, and so did Brian. Yeah. Uh, Cynthia was with us last year for a couple of the productions. Uh, but really, we went out there, and we just did the best job we could. Now, remember, we're in our first year, we were on the golf course at 4 a.m., and we were getting home at 7, 8 o'clock every night. This year, we were actually be able to, you know, we honed our skills and perfected our craft, and we were getting there at, at the end at 6 a.m., uh, you know, an hour and a half before the tee-off. We had everything turned on, everything ready to go, production ready, and we would be able to be actually be at dinner before 7 o'clock at night, yeah. which, you know, last year we were getting at dinner at 9 o'clock at night, then going back to sleep, getting up at 3, coming back and repeat again, rinse and wash again. Yeah. And that's all we kept doing. But Brad, you know, I did a feature on him in LinkedIn. And I put four oh. pictures, put four pictures up, and I, I talked about, you know, Brad's going, like, he just keeps on ticking. He came in for dinner, for lunch, sorry, a couple of times. Uh, what, each day he came in for half an hour, and he was right back out on the course. He, I think, would, I would be bold to say, is over the four days at Canada Cup, that he probably did... 25 to 30 hours non-stop camera work yeah yeah which is a lot i mean it gets heavy i mean you know the the solar the arm i mean every, you, you start feeling the it. sun the sun in particular yes yeah, yeah you're out there and the bugs oh those darn flies or whatever oh, the heck they yeah. were beetles or yeah. whatever they were i mean the seagulls loved them yeah. yeah and if you get a chance to go on youtube and watch the golf zoogle production of canada cup you'll see flies in front of our cameras on a regular basis. That's not blurriness, that's flies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were yeah. pretty they were pretty intense out there for sure. Yeah. Um and uh, y- you know, he was actually concerned, okay, maybe I shouldn't be saying this on on the air, but we were talking uh, by the pool the one day. He's like, you know, I, I just hope, hope I'm doing a good job for them out there. And I said, Brad, I go, you you've been a stud out there who like you've been providing great mm-hmm. great Absolutely. coverage, great. Yeah. And the thing that I noticed about him as an outsider looking in is, you know, he's like a sponge. He just wants to learn and he just wants to do well. That's the one thing I, I noticed about Brad yeah. in particular, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. and you can't have enough of those on, on any team. Yeah. And, you know, whenever, uh, who I don't know who was, I think, I don't know who gave him the, the tip that I put a, a, a post up on LinkedIn about him. But he came up to me, he goes, oh, my God. He says, I couldn't believe, can't believe you did that. You know, like, did you, did you praise me on and live social media going, well, because you work hard. Like, he worked his ass off every single day. I don't know if we're allowed to swear on this. Yeah, channel. no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. So, but he Yourself. worked his ass off every single day. Uh, yeah, and he's, he was humble with the process. He wanted to make sure that he was doing well. Ju- Justin was constantly giving him accolades. Absolutely. Every single yeah. day, I was going over, giving him pats on the back while I was bringing him water because he was getting dehydrated. Yeah. yeah. Hit, but he would not even come off the field for water for himself. He stayed on the green and kept communicating with Justin. And I kept hearing him. He didn't have a radio on with us. But I kept hearing Justin saying, that's a fantastic shot. Good job. Yeah. You know, go to the right, go to the left. Great, that's perfect. Thank you. And like it, he was taking direction really well, which is a true compliment for someone who really wants to learn. Is exactly take direction well. Yeah. So, so Brian, um, <laughs> tell us the Brian story, Justin. Well, Brian joined us at the start of the season, and honestly, like the biggest difference that we saw right away was that he's a certified drone pilot. Oh, so he was able to bring his drone expertise, his you know filmmaking expertise into Golf Zoogle to produce montages, but also be able to give us 
that extra layer of, you know, we're shooting the top of the golf course, the clubhouse, we're showing what the golf course is. And that's kind of the purpose too with Golf Zugo is we're not just trying to showcase the players and for them to get more sponsors, but every tournament that gets a Golf Zugo production receives, you know, a promotional video and we feature them on the live on the live stream so we show their course where you know they the different holes just the course in general the players everything so it's like a dual you know marketing uh purpose essentially that we're giving so brian came in and he was you know doing that right away unfortunately we didn't have him at canada cup yeah but you know for next season i'm confident that we can provide even more overviews of golf courses and just more information about the golf course in general. Like when you're talking about <laughs> the first hole in the dog leg, well, we'd like to be able to show that to the viewers. Fly the drone down the fairway. Exactly. And, uh, and, and so, so everything, which would be a whole another element to the golf Zugo production. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, it'd be, it'd be in what I feel is already, you know, a professional experience, it just brings even that much more, just another dimension, another, another layer, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just like the different camera angles. And I mean, just think of the overhead shots potentially you get during practice rounds of these guys with, with, with a drone. Oh yeah. Again, angles that you never ever see yeah. from any telecast. And if you fly it high enough, you know, in theory, you could probably get away with it in a tournament round as well. Yeah. Well, even some of the high cameras, we went to some higher cameras this year. We went up 13 feet, 14 feet with some cameras. Yeah. And, and looking down on the whole tee or looking down on the hole, uh, we had some balcony cams, you know, which we tried, last, we perfected last year. And we just want to give more of the experience because I think yeah. a lot of people need to see that there's people coming to these golf tournaments. You know, some of these guys had 100 people following them in the gallery. Yeah. Uh, and they followed them all day, every day. And as they were coming around to the 18th, you know, I think at the end we had about a thousand people yeah. in the gallery yeah. at the I time. I would say about that. Yeah. yeah. And you know, that I, for me, that was spectacular because last year I think we had maybe 250 Yeah. because of COVID. Oh, COVID oh was, that's true yeah. too. Yeah. Which you was know? the purpose, reason why we developed Golf Zugel was because <laughs> the opportunity. And, and it's crazy how sometimes out of, uh, out of necessity comes invention absolutely you know and this is yeah. this is the case with with, with golf zoogle the way that i feel with 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 how you guys came to be and, and, and it's an amazing story so how about golf experience let's talk about your uh your <laughs> golf experience your, your golf history shall we okay so i'm not a golfer i go to golf <laughs> tournaments i play best ball in a tournament usually yeah. and they're not using my ball very often <laughs> <laughs> nice. But I'm a great observer. <laughs> uh, I've come to come to have a different appreciation for golf this year. I've yeah. come to see uh, the players as people. I've come to see the organization that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the amount of passion that's behind these organizations like Golf Canada with Eric. Sorry, uh, with Golf, golf Quebec. Quebec. Yeah. Uh, you know, Eric is someone I think we need to send a shout out to. He was, you know, they stepped up and, you know, uh, we didn't have... Uh, this event with them this year, the Canada Cup or the Machine X in Quebec, uh, they took them over. Uh, Justin mm-hmm. gave them a presentation, and and they're all raving about how his presentation was and what he brought to the table at that time. Awesome. And then they very quickly made a decision by the end of the uh, the presentation that they were going to go ahead with us. And Eric and you know Alain from uh, Vic, uh, Golf Victoria, Victoriaville Golf Course, 
I'm not going to translate it like you do. <laughs> oh, don't uh, even try. <laughs> Jeez, because, I mean, I can't do it, so you don't want to go there anyways. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I'd like to put a shout-out to the Victoria Golf Course. You know, yeah, they, they, they were venue. they were cooperative. They were inspirational. Uh, they looked after us. You know, shout-out to all the restaurant staff. Of course, we eat breakfast there, lunch there. Yeah. Uh, we have, at the end of the day, for our regroup and our, and our uh, debriefing, we always have a, a beer uh, the bar has always been fantastic. The restaurant's been fantastic, and and the, it really the golf that golf course the staff really make who it is. Yeah, the servers were were very good and very uh, very patient for, you know, someone who might be a little francophone challenged, you know, such as myself. Yeah. I mean, they 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 were amazing. Every one of them. I mean, whether it was the pro shop or a golf town staff that you wanna mm-hmm. you know that they had there and. Yeah, the, the the girls in particular, the servers were were they were amazing, yeah. and just in uh, so golf experience. I mean, I know that you're from uh, the uh, metropolis of Wingfleet yeah. in Ontario. Um, Don't my have much golf too. experience either. I've been to the driving range. I go to the driving range about. <laughs> well, I've been to the range. I love it twice a year <laughs> to blow God. off some steam. <laughs> Apart from that, I played more Wii golf than I played uh, actual golf. And I love it. That, really, that, to, to be fair, I to I fair. knew <laughs> I, I I knew a lot about golf. You know, I I wasn't a complete stranger, but like Dennis said, new appreciation for golf after being there, seeing these players not just on the field during the day, but off the field. You know what they go through, their stories about coming here from Vancouver, BC, while their family is is you know living with these forest fires. And just about everything. Uh, there's a lot to be told about these players, and I think that's what we're trying to bring out here. Which is the one thing that that I really admire about about you guys, because I mean, they say great minds think alike. Well, my mind's not that great, but I feel the same way. Where there's a lot of stories to be told that people don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, like there, there's, there's, there's a ton of them. I mean. Who knew that Seth Tolar was, uh, you know, from India, India for example, yeah. or who even knew that he existed? Uh, and there's a good point. Look at all the people you know. watching from foreign lands. Even like, let's call it Vancouver as a foreign land. You know, this yeah. this player, his 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 family's back home. You know, with the forest fires and all the other. But they get to queue in and watch watch the golf tournament that that their dad or their husband is is participating in. And in the case of Tolar, he was his family was watching in India. Yeah, which is you know? which is amazing. I, yeah. I'm, I'm actually getting goosebumps talking about it. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like it, that. I mean, it, it's just you know, golf is international game, and golf Zoogle is just adding to that. You, you know, as I'm looking at a map right now for those that, that are uh, unable to uh, to see anything that I'm seeing right now. You know, I'm looking at that map, and I'm thinking, well, geez, you know, we were over there in Quebec, and I mean, there's Saftak Talwar's relatives there. Yeah, like it, it, it's just amazing, and, and the stories that come out of out of these guys I mean Brandon Lacoste another prime example well we happened to find out that day that going to the DP he's going tour. to DP World Tour yeah I mean there, there's stories out there and I'll be honest until I ran into you guys by accident at Niagara National and this is how it went down I'm there with Doug my, my co-host uh, that everyone knows um, and I look at the trailer and I'm like Golf Zoogle wonder what that's all about you know, and uh, lo and behold, uh, voila, here we are. Yeah. A- and uh, I mean, it's just until until then, I never had heard of you guys. And I'll be honest, I hadn't heard of Jake Scott. Yeah. 
Right. And I mean, what what's he done? Well, I mean, all he's done is win, win, Coupe Canada, or just win. Just I mean, win. that's all he, he yeah. seems to do. Yeah. And and he's 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 doing good numbers in PGA this year. He's yeah. doing some U.S. stuff, if I do believe. And yeah, you know, so there's a Canadian boy doing well. And and there's until until you we featured him, most people didn't know who he was. And he is one of the smooth, like from a golf standpoint and and a golf teacher standpoint. He has one of the smoothest swings I've ever seen. Like it's it, it's very much like Freddie Couples or Nelly Corda from the LPGA, who's here in Ottawa this week. Right. I mean, I hadn't heard of Jake. You know, there's the guys I had heard of that that are on these tours. Guys like uh, uh, Drew Nesbitt, for example, and uh, uh, Etienne Papineau. Yeah. Um, you know, but I had never heard of a Jake Scott or a Brandon Lacoste. You know, or Austin Ryan, as far as that goes. All he did was set a course record at Niagara National at that first event that I saw you guys. Yeah. yeah. And the funny thing is, I know all these names. Yeah. Two years ago, I did not know any of these names. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'll be honest. Other than uh, some of the obvious names, I shouldn't even say obvious because they're not really obvious at this point. You know, uh, the likes of Noah Steele and, you know, a few others that I already mentioned, Drew Nesbitt. I hadn't heard of any of these guys unless I played with them in the Great Lakes Tour. Yeah. Otherwise, I had no idea who Brandon Lacoste was or, I mean, I could go up and down that roster. Well, 156 players at Canada Cup, 20 to 30 on a wait list, right? How many names do you know? Well, exactly. Right. And, and let alone recognize. That's a whole other ballgame and a whole other story altogether. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, so... um. You know, before I mean, I should have probably jumped into your your backgrounds way back at the beginning of this, uh, at the beginning of the episode. But what are your backgrounds, uh, Justin? Me, okay. So, <laughs> looking at Dennis, he's, oh, he has no. to think about it for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I come from a marketing background, which is why when I initially joined the team, right away we saw the opportunity to, you know, promote people promote players promote the tours promote mm-hmm. the golf courses just any way that you can you know put their name out there and add visibility that's what i always think about um and yeah that's that's why i really think like going forward we're putting you know faces to names and then we're also allowing people and sponsors and everybody to know who these players are what they're doing and you know who they are even on and off the course just in general yeah. So let me jump in here because Justin's kind of obviously he's kind of uh, you know not really up on pumping himself up and giving who he really is. <laughs> so uh, let let me give you my side of Justin. Uh, Justin Gauthier uh, is a super uh, advertiser, marketing person, very in touch with what my people want and need. Uh, he, I I stole Justin away from uh, I guess his last his job before he came to me. Uh, was Case Popular Desjardins, which yeah. he's, he's still doing subcontract work with, still yeah. working with them. Uh, and he's also working for uh, smart parking applications, smart building applications, uh, up until recently, response, safety, security investigations, and big top tents, which are companies that I own. I don't own Case Popular Desjardins, <laughs> although I wish I did. <laughs> Their profits are big. Uh, and, you know, and again, maybe even touching on Case Pop Desjardins, you know, shout out to them. You know, almost most of the events we went to uh, had some kind of presence from Case Popular. Uh, they they are they do support Canadian sports. There's a lot of uh, banks out there that that try to support, uh, 
but they don't really bring the money. I think that the Caisse Populaire Desjardins brings into the industry, mm. and uh, they sponsor a lot of players. Yeah. They sponsor a lot of events that are golf, and you know we have to put out a shout out to the corporate, not not just Caisse Populaire, but all the corporations that put forward money uh, to support these golfers. And I, I think that you know there's other ways for th- this industry to be sponsored. Uh, one is advertising on Golf Zoogle. There's a plug for me. <laughs> so if you do, so here, here's the thing. If you want to reach out to Justin Goche at uh, Justin at uh, GolfZoogle.ca, that's Z instead of G for Zoogle, uh, reach out to him and, and talk to him about some advertising opportunities. Uh, we do regional, we do local, we do uh, international, we do whatever you want to advertise, and we'll talk to you about pricing. And next season is going to be a great time to get in on this in the yeah. ground level. Is we're going into our third season next year, and I, as we build momentum and as we build our viewership, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of excitement next year around uh, our participation in Golf Quebec, Golf Ontario, Golf Canada. You know the uh, Great Lakes Tour, uh, East Lake, uh, sorry, East Coast, East Coast Tour, and the Toronto Tour. I think you're going to see a lot more. We're going to try. This year we did seven events, eight yeah, events. seven, yeah. And next year we're going to try for 15. Yeah. Oh, you're approaching live territory or 54 territory. Well, we're going to try for, well, I think we have, <laughs> I think next year with Brian being available and, and being able to retool some of our existing people and to also uh, bring on maybe one or two more members next year. We're, I'm expanding my, my network right now with people who have mm-hmm. cameramen. I need, we need cameramen locally in areas. Uh, so we're going to be hiring camera people locally in all the golf courses that we go to through the, through the cameraman network. Uh, a couple of gentlemen I've been able to meet recently in production companies. So we're really going to reach out there and see if we can bring more live cameras to the, to the greens, more live cameras out there, yeah. period, and, and give a much more immersive environment for the watchers in the golf world so they can actually learn the names of the golfers uh, learn the name of the tours. The tours are actually coming, so you can come out and watch them live yeah. if you want to. But also while you're sitting in the stands or enjoying a beverage in the clubhouse, you're going to be able to cue in on your phone and watch it if the clubhouse doesn't have it up on their screens. Yeah, and, and not to mention, you know, with, with it being streamed on YouTube and whatnot, I mean, if you're working here in your office, you can pull up on your phone. Um, I shouldn't be saying this, but, uh, for example, my wife, she actually watched Coop Canada from work and she's watching it on her phone at her desk so i shouldn't really say that but uh but that, that's just a small example of oh yeah you know uh, of the, the endless possibilities with this and, and live golf i mean and I, the, people, the thing that people don't realize is how good these players are at this level yeah. they're professional golfers they are professional golfers i mean yeah. <laughs> any of them can go low on any given day yeah but they're they're professionals in performance mm-hmm but they're not professionals in the mind of the public because no one knows who they are. You can never be famous Absolutely. unless the public knows who you are. That's right. And and this Golf Zoogle will continue to get that message out. So what are some of the short-term goals and say, I mean, you know, you've mentioned, uh, <laughs> hey, I'm not afraid to ask the hard questions here. I have, I have to say, I have to say just one little tidbit and then I'll let Justin try and answer it while he's laughing. We need more tripods. <laughs> yeah so search term goals like what, what are you hoping to to compensate next year or the year after okay so from year one i mean you touched on it dennis i mean yeah. sorry to cut you off there no no worries so from year one to year two we really wanted to bring 
more up close, like you said, personal type cameras. We were on the green this year for the whole event and we had dedicated camera person to do this. And that was the biggest compliment we've received from both players, casters such as yourself or Maxim Dadon, that bringing a camera on the green and doing the up close work is just brings a new, a whole new dimension to the live stream. And we want to capitalize on that for next year where we're going to bring probably more of these cameras at the greens to be able to just always transition from, you know, tee to actually playing uh, the ball on the green and in front of the greens. Um, I would say short-term goals would also be adding um, just more production value in general. So, you know, we're talking more drone work. We're talking bringing in advertisers that want to put their ads out there and show their products and, you know, what they're all about and do a lot more up-close work with the players. So, you know, get to know about them a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. So, dare I ask it, long-term, five years. <laughs> I know, it's a year-to-year thing. It's a, you, 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 you know, but... Where would you like to see yourselves in five years? Um, for myself, as I'm, I'm the money guy in the background, <laughs> as for who I am. Uh, my goals are different than the, than the creative guys. Uh, this is a business for me, so I'd say within five years, I'd like to exit out of it. Yeah. Uh, and continue to support them and, and help them as I've done other businesses I've bought and sold. Uh, but I would like to just, I'd like to be out at that point and enjoy watching it on TV at the clubhouse instead of uh, holding a tripod <laughs> in the middle of the game. And walking 40,000 steps a day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's, been good for, it's been good for my legs and good for my health. I'll have to say yeah. that. Yeah, you have tree trunks. Like, look at you. You look like, uh, you look like a cyclist over there. You're, you're so strong. <laughs> Just walking all day. Walk all day, carrying a tripod with a with a transmitter or something on my back. Justin has many famous pictures of that. Maybe he can do a montage someday yeah. of that. I'm very proud of my tripod carrying days. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, it, this for me, you know, this was a business opportunity that I seen that that I had a, I had a an industry that's undercapitalized uh, in regards to exposure. I have an industry that the hierarchy within those organizations do not appreciate their players and do not reward them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're cash rich at the top and they're not sharing much down. So (laughs) I'd like to change that before I do exit in the next five years. So I'm here to change the industry in Canada and hopefully maybe in the U.S. in the next five years, within five years. Be down in the U.S. doing uh, stuff in Florida and Arizona and some of the golf capitals as we call them uh, and spread the word and, and make golfers the features make them the stars let's not just have 20 top players in the world they get make millions of dollars a year why can't some of these players feature themselves to their local advertisers what well, the local home hardware can be sport sponsoring a canadian champion yeah exactly and get major exposure because of it because they should be having their logo on these guys shirts please go go watch our our golf uh shows you will see not almost none of them have advertising so Advertisers, you have a blank slate out there, yeah, and an opportunity to help a Canadian professional become a superstar. Like the one thing I've never been able to figure out is a big company in Canada, like Canadian Tire, yeah, not sponsoring a player. No, I know, sponsor. I know they don't necessarily have golf equipment, and they're not really golf related, but they are a Canadian. They have a whole go- section on golf. Well, well they Where do. Where do you think I got my golf clubs? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Strata. <laughs> Titleist, they sell Titleist. Uh, yeah, no, they do sell. I mean, they do sell the go- the top end golf balls, you, you know. But I've never been able to figure that out. Like they're they're this big corporation, 
And I've never seen a Canadian Tire logo on a golf bag before. Yeah. I've never seen a Canadian Tire logo on anybody's shirt this year. I haven't seen any major sponsors. Yeah. The guys wear, like, you know, we offered guys this year to, to wear our hats. Next year, we're going to actually do a real sponsorship for it. I remember uh, I um, with me. Michael Blair, the winner yeah. of the uh, yeah. Southern Ontario Open, That's as a right. matter of fact. Uh, yeah. And this year, we're going to be offering, so if any players are watch, listening to this, uh, we are going to be doing some hat sponsors for this year and, and all the shows that we're going to be producing. So if you're interested in making some money just wearing our hat for advertising process, we're happy to support you as you support us. Yeah. So we're looking for those hat sponsors, which means you got to wear a Golf Zoogle hat. Uh, you can even tell us which brand you want to wear, and uh, we'll put our logo on it. And th- I mean, there's an untapped resource down for the same kind of coverage with down in the states. I mean, you can look at the state of Florida, for example, uh, the minor league golf tour. Down, down there based out of Palm Beach, and I'm just giving you this information for the first time. Um, a lot of guys that play on the PGA Tour, they'll play in that during the offseason. And mm-hmm. they would definitely reap the benefits of something like this if they were interested. The Outlaw Tour, that's another one where it's a bigger high-end tour with no coverage. The Epson Tour, for the, which is the feeder system for the LPGA, they have their champion. They have their championship at the end of the year. They have their coverage. It looks like it's a cell phone that's going around. Mm. Well, and you brought up a good point. Uh, the LPGA uh, is something that I, I want to talk to this year. I yeah. don't know if they have the same archaic rules as their big brother. They're uh, old. first of all, they're no, they're not related. There is no crossover there at all. They're two different entities. Well, I, but I they're more they progressive, though. I find yeah. that they're more progressive. Well, maybe this is where we should be stepping up as you're, you're here this year to to, uh, to promote that show and to talk about that show on your show. And uh, I call it a show. It's a tournament. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Uh, but really, it's <laughs> got to become a show. Like there's there's no – at the current uh, position of especially men's pro, there is no production value to it. There's no awareness to it. Uh, they're, they're just coming out of the shadows. Yeah. And of shadows, no one even knew they were there. Yeah. And, you know, I think we brought awareness to quite a few thousand people. Yeah. And I'm hoping next year it's going to be 100,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. And as we grow, you know, in the first year it was small. Uh, we made some mistakes. We, we tried to do a pay-per-view in the first year. It didn't work. So we're correcting ourselves as we go, but fast and furious. You know, mm-hmm. Justin and I are the two guys making decisions here. And I make decisions way faster, and I push things way faster than even the young. Well, we have the oddest young guy, old guy. I'm an old guy, by the way. Justin's a young guy, just to let you know. And I'm the guy pushing new innovations, new ideas, go faster, faster, faster. And, and this is why at the beginning of the podcast, I call him the wall as he's, as he's chuckling because he keeps on trying to slow me down, but he doesn't know I, I'm good at climbing and I'm good at shoveling a hole underneath the wall. So, uh, you know, I, and I look forward to that challenge that he brings me every day. You know, he, he's got, he brings the young guy attitude and I bring the old guy attitude. Uh, and we just push forward every day. And, and the innovations that we've done, oh, yeah. uh, we're still, I, I've double checked uh, this week. There's still nobody in Canada that has done it the way we're doing it. And from what I can see, I'm not done all my research yet, but no one in the U.S. is doing the lower league pro leagues there's anywhere there's they're none not of producing any golf there's none of it i haven't seen any what happened to the golf channel there's not even that much golf on the golf channel well, the golf channel is garbage i mean i've been i mean they've uh, i don't arnold palmer 
who of course is the man behind Golf Channel, he's rolling in this grave. He has to be looking at this because that's, that wasn't his his vision, what they're doing right now. It's just gotten too... So based like, on what you know there, give us some advice for future. What shouldn't we... Based on what you, how you've seen the Golf Channel disintegrate? Yeah, that's a good way of putting years, it. What are some cautions for us? Roll out your crystal ball and say, what shouldn't we be doing? Stay true to who you are. That's my piece of advice. Be who you are right now, all the time. Don't go mainstream. You know, maybe that, maybe that's, maybe that's the goal ultimately in the end. Stay true to who you are because all this other coverage that we're seeing, Golf Channel, NBC, CBS, it's stale. Stay with who you are. Be innovative. Be innovative with the camera angles. Be fresh. That would be my that would be my advice. Give me top three things you think watching us over the three three shows. Boy, geez, now I'm being interviewed. I like it. <laughs> um, well, you know, we, we got to learn something out of this process, and I think the audience yeah. wants to hear what is to be learned. Yeah. Um, I the first thing people love to hear sound. People love the sound of a iron being struck on a par three. They love hearing a driver being hit on a tee somehow incorporate maybe a little more acoustic more more sound to let yeah. people experience that for one um i can tell when somebody hits a shot right just by the sound of a golf club i can tell if it's thin by a groove if they if they missed by a groove or if it was off the toe i can tell by the sound so mm. you know maybe on unlimited tees like say the first yeah. tenth yeah. kind of a thing Microphones, so you can maybe pick up that um, that, that, that 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 impact. Yeah, yeah. That that to me, it would go a long way in the overall production experience too. Well, experience goes a long yeah. way with that, of course. Yeah, you know, and that, that that's going to come. That that that'll come over time. Um, don't be shy. Don't be. As in, like, don't be shy to try new things, new angles. Again, it's all about being fresh. Golf coverage as a whole, like I said, it's stale. It's borderline sterile. Mm. You know? So really, I only have two. I, I Like, off the top of my head, uh, for a third one, I I don't even know that I have one, to be totally honest. Okay. You well, know, because, I mean, what I've seen in, in over the course of three events, and, I mean, you're talk, talking about a guy that's a rank amateur like as in myself when it comes to this kind of stuff but what i know from a golf standpoint and what people like that's a whole nother thing altogether mm. you know so that would be that would be my thing is maybe just more more audio and yeah yeah, yeah. and that's and, and you know what uh, just to share something with your audience that you just hit on that's something we've been noticing is that you know we like to hear off the tee we like to hear that that club hit that yeah. ball yeah it, there's a gratification just, to it or it really something is. yeah well, canada cup i was able to do it a little bit eh yeah see yeah. i i couldn't tell because okay yeah i i couldn't hear okay i, I don't know what's going on to be totally honest with that well, you were casting, so you well, yeah. have the volume. Yeah. We don't want you hearing everything because you'd be distracted, I'm telling yeah. you. <laughs> the things you hear on all those cameras that shouldn't be produced, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just sticking with the say true to who you are, every player that I talk to loved Golf Stubble and what you guys are doing. 
Okay, Jake Scott, Austin Nowak. I can go up and down uh, the list. They, everyone that I talked to, mm-hmm. they they really loved it and they enjoyed it. I mean, I had the one comment that I had, um, you know, from uh, as a personal, you know, anecdote was, jeez, uh, uh, I can't remember. Now I forgot who it was all of a sudden, but I was approached by uh, one of the players and uh, I'm just standing outside the, uh, the nerve center, you know, um, at, at Victoriaville there. And he comes up to me, he's like, hey. He's like, are you the guy on, on YouTube doing the commentary? I'm like, no. Yes. Yes, maybe. <laughs> I go, don't hate me. He's like, no, no, no. Oh, I remember who it was now. It was, uh, um, oh, geez. The guy you met at the restaurant. Yeah. Uh, uh, James Colin, uh, I can't, Ian Colin James, I think it was, or something to that effect. He's from Quebec. I know that much. Um, he comes up to me. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, I heard your freaking breakfast bit about me. He's like, that was freaking hilarious. I almost pissed myself. You know, and, and what happened was ultimately his friends saw it. They sent it to him, and then that's when he came over to me. So again, just just be be you, just yeah. just be you guys. And I I can't drive that hope. No matter how big you guys get, I always keep that. Well, I think as long as uh, Justin and I keep having fun before and after the games, uh, as long as it keeps being fun, yeah. we're going to continue yeah. to do this. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the things that we, we've been able to keep it really fresh between the two of us. Uh, we rib each other all day, uh, make fun of each other's attributes and uh, well shortcomings, and uh, you know, and it's basically, <laughs> or at least it's one sided more. Yeah, you know, I like you know I like to give a comparable. I, you know, I listen to all these golfers on the golf course, and even when I went out the few times I do golf every year, uh, it's the banter of the golf golfers that's Absolutely. on the golf course. And if anyone wants to describe Justin and I's relationship, it's two guys on the golf course bantering at each other yep, all day absolutely and as a witness yeah. i would definitely concur to that because i mean it's that banter that's the reason why i love doing what i do especially from a from a golf course level like working at a club yeah like that's why i do what i do is that banter being able to banter with people well you and doug too well you do well <laughs> you yeah. guys do well together yeah yeah <laughs> you know much like much like him and i you guys are the into the yang yeah you know just yeah. uh well, yeah. I look forward to seeing more of Doug for next year too. Hopefully, he can join us on a couple of uh, the Southern Ontario events. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm sure he'd be down for that for sure. So yeah, I don't well, want to speak for you, Doug. Just, just to let you know, don't want to speak for you. Just putting a plug in there for you, Doug. We still love you, <laughs> even though you abandoned us for Canada. Oh, <laughs> that's harsh. Well, that's gonna hurt. <laughs> but uh, um, so I think I think that's a good way to maybe end this Absolutely. this podcast. So, gentlemen, Justin, Dennis, thank you so much for, for joining me and doing this today, taking time out of your busy schedule. And uh, until we see each other again, take care, stay safe, and we'll see you on the next tee. Thank you. Thank you, Cheers. Alex.